Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is entitled Intersections. It's part of the World War Cthulhu Cold War series. Matthew Sanderson is our game master, and this is episode 10. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Matt? Hey, thanks very much, Tom. So, last time we left it on a bit of a cliffhanger. I think we'll jump straight back to that. So, the scene, as you may remember, uh, the Galata Bridge brothel uh, that overlooks the Golden Horn. Uh, Jacoby and O'Sullivan had gone in there um, wearing a very distinctive odour of alcohol. Uh, they'd gone inside. Jacoby was downstairs with the, uh, with the girls, some of which looked distinctly younger than they should be while they were um, in there. While O'Sullivan had gone upstairs um, to have a word with uh, Saduka Arap, one of the contacts that Kazakov named was part of his network in the city. Um, but just moments after being left alone with him and being asked, uh, so you're out of town, you've got money, um, her mask of composure dropped and she is terrifiedly begs, get me out of here, there are terrible things happening here. What do you do? Okay, it's waiting for the train to pass, sorry. Uh, what? What? what do you mean? There's, of course the terrible thing is there's sex and disease and booze everywhere. Oh, it's not, not just sex, there's far, far, far worse. No, there's, there's, there's things, there's things in the basement that come up out of, the, out of, out of a tunnel that goes out to, the, out to the ocean. They come in and from that moment, um, you can hear a door open, not into the room, but you can hear a door open outside and loud footsteps of um, what appear to be two men coming down the stairs from the floor above. Uh, one of them you might uh, pick up on, although I'm not sure if you... Uh, you were there and met him. You weren't on the plane in the first episode, were you? No. Nope. Ah, right, okay. You, you won't have heard the voice before then. But there are two men that are coming downstairs. Um, you hear muffled comments of, so we're, we're in agreement, the, the, price is, the price is acceptable, and the, the other man responds. Um, and they continue on going downstairs. Um, Jacoby, however, while you're down, uh, while you're down there, because they are going down towards the ground floor, okay. um, you heard the, heard the bell ring above the door that was under the staircase and that Darmler had gone down there. Um, she opens the door and descends down into the basement, closing the door behind her. At the same time that these heavy footsteps come downstairs, um, you recognise the man that's, or at least the voice of the man that's quite cheerfully saying, so we're, we're in agreement, everything's good. You're, you're going to take care of that right away? Um, you vaguely as the guy passes the door, recognize the other guy, but the one who's cheerful is definitely Benici. Uh, Benici. Benici. Just make sure I've got the name right there. Abdullah Benici. That's him, yep. Um, yeah, Benici. He's uh, got his hands around a guy that you've seen him twice now. Um, this is the guy that was initially in the bar upstairs in the Galata Tower um, that had very rugged a very rugged appearance a couple of girls either side of him and was staring at various people across the room and he's also the driver for um, Ekmeche parked outside the Stanton mansion 
for the party. But, well, the uh, second that I, I, I recognize who it is, I sort of turn just so that I'm not facing directly him, so that he doesn't see my face, just in case. No problem. <laughs> yeah, um, they go to the door. Um, Benici shows the other guy out, and he walks away. He turns around and looks into the um, the room where you are, not specifically looking at you, so you've got back to the head, mm -hmm. but just um, points and yells, you, what have I told you about being down here before? This is way past your bedtime. Get the hell back up to your room. Um, he is gesturing to the, um, to the young girls in the corner. At which point they all, um, they look a bit startled. They get up and en masse head, um, head upstairs. And he just starts shaking his head and muttering. Christ, for God's sake, I never wanted families in here. And he then starts wander, uh, making his way back upstairs. I thought for a moment you were talking to me. But he, he turns around, um, hearing the voice. Um, he looks at you. Um, no, 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 sorry. Uh, I, I wholeheartedly apologize. Uh, we've you, got look like, some... you look like you need a drink. I have some really nice Kulia Brock here. If you'd like ah. to have some with me. Uh, or and even put it down to a persuade roll. You, you've pretty much got his kryptonite. Uh, um, he said, I don't mind if I do, actually. Yeah. Um, he sits down uh, beside you. Is, have we met before? Not that I know of. Ah, That's okay. my first time here. Oh, okay. you, you just got one of those faces. Mm -hmm. so I, I apologize for the, um, for the kids. Um, some of our say some of our um, staff <laughs> um, have had to bring their families um, in with us for a, uh, for a while. They're new in town and haven't got anywhere else to stay. Some I, I completely understand. I did think some of the clients, some of the, some of them will look a little young to be in here, but. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just, just to say something to it, it was, it was uh, uh, LeBeau that bumped into him in the airplane. Uh -huh. So I only sort of saw him. From, yeah. yeah, that's what I say. He's not. He's, he may have seen the face or may recall it, but that's as that's as much of a chance as he gets. Oh yeah, we're just me and my friend are just sort of uh, hanging around, uh, traveling around. And I, I hold up my hand and I say, uh, I say Jacob Marsh. Um, he. Does a little bit of a double take at that. Um, oh, um, yeah. And then me raises his hand towards you. Yeah, I'm Ab Abdullah Abdullah Benici. Yeah. Mr. Benici. You haven't got relatives in this part of the world, have you? I don't know. I've relatives back in uh, Massachusetts in the United States. Oh, you don't say. Yeah. Family goes back a long way. Hmm. I'm from a little town called Arkham, but uh, I think most of my family comes from uh, from the coast, right on the coast. Arkham. Oh. He, no he nods, looking a little bit surprised. Oh, you don't say. Yeah, nice place you got. Yeah, yeah, we got a fairly good deal. Thanks, I, like, I like uh I like your city. It's the first time I've ever been here. Uh it's nice uh 
nice being almost completely surrounded by water. Yes, it, um, it does make transportation a little awkward at times, but we, we've got a friend with a boat that helps out quite a bit. Well, if you can swim, I suppose that's not a problem at all. Oh, yeah. you know, for a fisherman, he is probably the one person that's most terrified of getting in, uh, getting in the ocean and having a swim. <laughs> hmm. This is good stuff. Oh, I yeah. out about this the other day. It's delicious. Oh, you can never go wrong with a, uh, with a good bottle like this. <laughs> and he gladly pours himself a, a glass and sweeps back. Upstairs, cut back to Amy. Okay. Um, now the coast is clear outside. She turns back, uh, turns back to you and says, yeah, "This is just hor hor horrible things happening. You can, right. just, just, just get me out of here, okay? I can't take any more of it. They, they want me. They want to take me down there." What now? What? Well, calm down a second. It's like, first of all, things, able things. Are they amphibious? No, aquatic. She blinks and her eyes open wide. How, how you know about them? Eh, doesn't, not really relevant right now. How, why are you coming to me for help? I'm just some old John. He's just going to expect us you to said, fly out of here? No, but you said you got money. Well, yeah. I mean, how else would I get into a whorehouse? Well, anyone can get in as long as they've got something. But oh, some, some people here come with, just a few, just a few. There are other ones. Come if, if you've come to me, you must have money. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. Now, no. hold on a second. How do you expect us to walk out the front door? Do you have a back entrance? Do you have a fire escape? Uh, I, there's there's a fire escape that runs down one side one side of the building. But I I don't know. I'm just I'm just think think of something. I'm out of ideas. I can't get out of here on my own. And what what about all your friends? Are the other girls here? Aren't they in danger too? They're not, they're not friends of mine. All my friends are gone. They've all been taken to the, the, the mansion upriver. They've, they've got another, another place, but it's, it's not what they say it is. They just, they just take them there to hand them over, and they, they scream as they're taken into the river with what those things do to them. They scream! He <laughs> <laughs> shakes her just a little bit. Not the full-on like, you know, slap or anything. But just like, all right, you need to calm the fuck down here. You're going to start... You're gonna get us both killed. There's men with guns downstairs. Are you? Where do they take you? Is it that they take you into the basement? Is that what you said? She nods. Some some go down into the basement, but not but not very often. Others get taken away. They get taken away on a boat up the up the up the Bosphorus to a to another location that they've got. It's a it's an old mansion that they they've done up, but they've not they've not done up all of it, but. The, the girls think they're going up there to become higher class prostitutes, that they'll take on more more wealthy clients, people that will treat them well so that they don't have to work as much. Sure, they, sure. They, they get treated like princesses, but that, that's not what fucking happens, trust me. That's, I've, I've seen what happens to them. How do you know? Have you been there? Yes. Oh. They, took, they took me up there, and it was only because Abdullah said that they wouldn't, give the, they wouldn't give me to them because I was their best earner. I mean, they argued. They, they really fucking argued. They that that thing that came out of out of the ocean where he where he put his hands. What what well, it, it's what whatever it did. Where it put its hands. What it did to me. I she just starts shaking and um, sort of rocking back and forth along uh, by the door. Is is like, like shit. But she has information, and also she's a human being. Um, so 
he'll he'll just be like there 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 uh, uh you know like holds her like close a little bit to try to calm her i was like we'll get you out of here but we need to find another way out my uh my friend is down at the bottom floor i can't just leave him here yes you can <laughs> i should have known that's your voice in your conscience <laughs> maybe that's me thinking that the spy version of me maybe i can leave him there you know but he goes okay how far away is the fire escape? Which end of the building? How close are we to it? She points. It's down the side. You're overlooking the front of the building. Yep. And the fire escape goes down the other side of the building from where you are. It's not far, but you've got to get through another room to get to it. Are there guards up here? Are there girls in the, in the place we need to, or the room we need to get through? She, uh, she shakes her head. Um, no, they're, they're downstairs at the moment, but all, all the guards are downstairs. They're, a lot of the girls are in the um, in the front living room, usually waiting for clients to bring back. Just that they, they keep me up here as their you know, their prized jewel. All right, fine. Well, first, and he like looks up and down at her sheer like nighty or he's like, you need to put some fucking clothes on right now. And shoes, good shoes. I, I haven't got much. Just put on what you think is appropriate where you can hide in the dark. It's nighttime, isn't it? Is it nighttime? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Put on dark clothing, good shoes, something to cover yourself up a little bit. She goes over to the, uh, the wardrobe and starts uh, flicking through clothes. Uh, the best she comes up with is a long uh, velvet-like um, coat. But okay. it's, it's dark and it's long, but that's about the only thing that she's got that is vaguely practical. While she's doing that, like I'm cracking the door open just just barely so I can like check the hallway. Yeah. Um, as you open the door, um, you can hear the, uh, the patter of uh, tiny feet coming up the stairs and this uh, little army of uh, kids, to say the younger ones downstairs. Uh, they start going into the room next to where you are and the room opposite. So you can turn, they open the door up so it evidently wasn't locked. Um, there's a couple of girls that go into each room. Into the room that we need to go to? Yeah. Of course. Of course they do. <laughs> because, because is the only answer here. Okay. I'm like, all right, there's a bunch of children and some just went into that room. Are you going to be able to talk your way through it? She, she kind of nods her head. I'm not killing children. I don't care. No, no, you don't. No, no. She pauses for a second and kind of looks down at the floor and says, maybe it might be a better way out for them. Uh, no. Get the authorities to come back and shut this place down and save them. Take them to an orphanage or something. You want the authorities to come here? I don't know. I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter right now. It's you most, first. Most, most of them are clients. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Most of them are what? Most of them are clients. <laughs> I, I, I... I talk to Hurry up. Are you ready? As, as I'll ever be. All right. Can you get us through that room? Can you make an, a reason why we're going to go through getting a fire escape or get them out of the room for a minute? I mean, you know them. Can you talk to them? I don't want to scare them and have them running screaming downstairs. I, I can. In their hands. I'll think of something. All right. Um, she heads out. Hmm? I say I want to absolutely make sure the coast is clear, but I would let her probably go first. And then keep shadow her and stay on the other side of the door, all that. Yeah. Uh, she heads pretty much straight across the corridor into the, um, into the room you need to get to. 
um, you can hear a very quick conversation about uh, girls I need to have a bit of private time with your mother. I'm saying she's coming up in a second. And so there's, there's a little bit of back and forth. And yeah, okay, can we, can we go and talk with the others? Like a gesture towards the, the room that was bordering yours. So yeah, go on, just don't make too much noise. You know, I'm a little get annoyed if you, make, if you make too much noise at this time of night. Um, they scamper out. Um, going past you, but they don't see you around the corner and they go straight to the other door where the other two kids were So it leaves you with the uh, with the room that you need to get through with just um, our app in it Now wait a second. I listen very hard mm -hmm. And then I as stealthy as possible zip in there and close the door Yeah, um, you hear the kind of the talking and giggling of small kids um, In the room, but otherwise they're, they're not coming back out Drink is good thing was drinking more. Anyway, let's is that the window out there? And she she nods. It's it should be open. I close when we close this door, is it locked from the inside in this particular room? Uh, there is a lock for a, a hole for a key, but there is no key. Alright, and because they all lock them in from the outside. But there is uh, a chair that you could wedge under the handle if you wanted to try and stop it from opening. Yep. The old chair trick. Let's do it. Let's do that, wedge it, and let's get going out that fire escape. Okay, you start heading down. Back to Jacoby downstairs. Oh boy. Yeah, you get about half, you're about halfway through the bottle now, or rather between you, you're about halfway through the bottle. Um, he sat there, he seems to be, um, he's got a good constitution, he's, uh, he's enjoying himself, but he's not like, rolling around drunk. He's got a big grin on his face. And I'm like, uh, so you know, so you got a nice place here. I like the hospitality, the, the the girls. Although I gotta be honest with you, it's not exactly my taste. I have kind of unusual tastes. It comes from, you know, I guess I was raised in a different environment, you might say. You know, look you've got to raise his an eyebrow uh towards you. What do you mean un unusual taste? Um, I don't know. Let me I, I'm not sure that uh, it's something that you could uh, easily accommodate. Uh, I mean, we're not talking about any weird stuff. I'm not into little girls or anything like that. But, uh, he, he looks like he's about to lay a hand on your shoulder, and then you say about little girls, and he just again pull, pulls back a little bit. Whoa, why you even I? draw the line somewhere i mean that's uh good 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 i'm just uh well what, what kind of freaky stuff do you mean i mean I, I know people who know other people who do some pretty pretty bizarre things well i gotta tell you i've always had this weird fantasy i don't share it with many people but doesn't involve shitting on people, does it? I've oh, heard no, that. No, no, no. Not into that stuff either. I'm not German, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> he chuckles. Uh, or Dutch. <laughs> no. I've, I've seen them put some appendages in some very, very weird places, and it's not just in a dam. I guess I kind of got this thing for uh, mermaids, if you know what I mean. 
He blinks quite long and pointedly. Um, give me a persuade roll. Sure. What's my persuade? Uh, my persuade is 80. <laughs> and I got 25. He slow. He gets up, putting a hand on your shoulder. Says, um, "Correct me if I'm wrong, but did I hear a bell earlier?" Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was talking to Dama, and then she uh, she jumped up and left when the bell rang. I didn't know what that was all about. Lovely woman. Yeah. Um, sir, it might be your lucky night. Mm. He just gestures for you to uh, to follow him, and he starts heading out to the corridor with this big grin on his face. Okay, I also have one. <laughs> um, we'll leave you tantalizingly there for the minute. And, and, and believe uh, me, my character is like, oh boy, oh boy, I'm not going <laughs> to fuck it, but boy, I want to talk to it. <laughs> oh dear. All right, so who shall we go to next? Uh, I think we'll go to Robert and Natalia because events are linked to what's happening there. So you are at the tourism police station uh, waiting for a detective to come uh, to come down to you. Or had you made contact with him? That bit, I couldn't remember. I don't remember either. Um. Hmm. Oh. Let's say for the sake uh, for sake of quickness, then that uh, I remember that I'd mentioned his name because it was uh, Vahit Madariji was the um, the guy that you were going to speak to. Um, but having identified him, and he came down. He is the, uh, the contact that was named in um, the discussion with Kazakov. He is one of his uh, one of his people. Okay. That he comes down to the uh, what is now the two of you with Combs having stepped outside after what seemed like quite a long wait for you guys there. He got a bit impatient and said, headed out saying, I'll be back in a few minutes, but he has yet to come back. Um, Vahit comes downstairs and takes a look and um, takes a look at you after the desk sergeant has uh, called him down. Um, you can see there's a little bit of a hushed conversation between them. He gestures towards you two sat on a couple of the seats um, in the waiting area. Um, he wanders over um, drawing on a cigarette that he then just drops on the floor and stamps on uh, quite pointedly. So you two are the uh, the lady and uh, gentleman that want to have a word regarding the Bardem case, yes? Yes. Oh, is it, you have new information about the case? Well, what's your What's your interest here? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I only tagged along with Steve because he asked me to go. So, okay, looks like he's left you in the lurch. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm rather confused why we're here, to be honest. So I'm yeah. kind of like looking at Natalia awkwardly. But um, yeah, because he had some information that we did, I think. Mm-hmm. And we I think he was. And he was looking into it because of the connection with the um, with the Black Brotherhood, looking into the um, but the map that had the hole burnt out on the chest of the body, 
there were certain elements of the story that you were told by Kazakov that didn't appear in the newspaper, but logically so, because it would be information that would have been kept in a police report. Right. Okay. So, um, and I imagine he, he explained that to us. So um, I'll repeat that bit of information to him. And we were um, trying to find more details of that particular case. Oh. Okay. He could go through through some of the police reports. And... He he nods to himself and looks between you. Um. Okay, that's understandable. Yeah, they said they certainly don't print everything in the newspapers. It would be a bit, uh, a bit stupid if they did. Although I've never had that much respect for for journalists anyway. Mm. You don't strike me as the journalist journalist types, though. He looks between both of you. No, I'm not a journalist. No. So what's your interest? You also don't look like from, you're from around here. I doubt you're related to the Bardens. No, we're, we're doing a, a private investigation. We see these reports, please. He, uh, I, I, I don't want to, I mean, I'm, as a last resort, I will flash the CIA thing, uh, but I'm trying to get as much as I can without having to tap into anything like that. So, Fair. Well, he, he is playing by the book. And when you say you're conducting a private investigation, he wants to see your private investigator licenses. Um, okay, then. Okay, I guess then I will pull out my CIA badge and say mm -hmm. this type of private investigation. He looks at it and almost seems you can you can hear that he holds his breath as he looks at it and then looks back up at you again. And I'll give him a serious look. Like I'm not here to play. I'm not here to. I don't want to be dancing around all day with words. Just give me what we want, and we can be on our way. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the look I'm giving him. So it's his more or less stern Russian look. Uh, your choice, intimidate or persuade? Oh, boy. Uh, let's see. What do I have? Which is better? Hmm. I will have to go with uh, persuade. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you'll be nice at the minute. Yeah. All right. And I didn't pass that. I got a 57 out of a 35. Ooh. Okay, bit, bit much on the lock side. Do you want to push it? Uh, you know what? Yeah, let me push it. Oh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't do that much in this game. Oh, so. boy. You're good. Drum roll. And that is a worse roll. That is a 66 oh. out of 35. Oh, this is not unknown arm. It's not a match failure. Right. Um, he looks up at you and again looks back down at the badge and then looks up again. You know, we have a resident um, agent from MIT that frequently um, has an office or at least a desk that we grant him here. And we've had the dubious honor of having to play um, host to people such as yourselves before. 
unless you can provide an official request through MIT, the legitimate authority in this country, I don't have to give you a goddamn fucking thing and he pushes you back. Um, he, puts, with, he puts his hands on me? Yeah. He, there, there is a real degree of hatred in his voice and he just, he's almost like he's pushing something back he's disgusted with. He, he, he physically right. tries to push you back. Can I try a grappling move the moment that he puts his hands on me? You certainly can, yeah. And that is a 14 out of 45. Okay, uh, this will be against his fighting brawl. Um, I'm going to count it that you're the aggressor in this instance. Yeah. Well, wouldn't that be... Oh, well, I guess. I'll, let, mean, you, I'll let you do it that way. It also means that the tie goes in your favour as well. So. Okay. So, he has a fighting brawl skill of 55 and rolls... Uh, there's a. Well, I have a, a reputation. It seems whenever I pick up dice, that they just don't work. Um, you beat ninety-eight by quite a long way. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the moment he he uh, pushes me, I grab his hand and put it in a sort of a aikido lock or something like that. Some some sort of uh, martial art type lock. Oh, you I, have him bang to rights. <laughs> He's not moving. And I and I throw his head down onto the desk and I say I would appreciate it if you don't put your hands on me, sir. Now you can hear him grunt and mutter and swear underneath his breath. I'll, I'll put a bit more pressure on and I'm out and I will say now about the papers, the paperwork that we're looking for. Um, you can hear that there is a little bit of attention coming in your direction, um, specifically as the desk, uh, desk sergeant um, is standing up and having a look at what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, um, now you have a choice here. I'll let you go. You show us the paperwork that we're looking for, and we'll be on our way. Or I will go back to MIT. I will let them know that you assaulted me physically. And then we could take it from there. The choice is up to you. Okay. Um, I'll give you another persuade or intimidate option, but this time you get a bonus dice. Okay. And that is a seven out of 35. So that's an extreme, I think. Nice. Yeah, uh, I think it is. Yeah, so eight is 40. So yeah, just, just an extreme. Right. Uh, he waves a hand and you can see him kind of frantically gesturing in the direction of the desk sergeant to sit the fuck back down. And he just says, okay, okay, we can go up to my office. All right. I smile, I'll release him. I pat him on his shoulder and I'm like, thank you. That's all we needed. Um, he promptly just look, glares at you and just gestures for you, uh, both of you, to follow him upstairs. Um, all the way, he is like Muttley, uh, muttering under his breath, Fucking American, the bear, the Russian bear, CIA, heading all the all the way upstairs. Um, Leads um, lead you up to his office, which is, if there was a visual 
example alongside the entry for untidy or disorganized in the dictionary it would be his uh, his office uh, there is paper everywhere there are files everywhere um, if there is any order to this it certainly is not logical that he he just goes over to his desk uh, sits down uh, he's got a front-facing office uh, which he must have at least some degree of uh, power in the uh, in the tourism police um, sits down in his chair. The window's open to get a bit of breeze uh, coming through. It's still fairly warm. Mm -hmm. um, he um, he starts rootling around um, in some of the papers, and then pulls up a file and just drops it in front of you. Because I think that's what you're looking for. I'll pick it up and I'll thumb through it. Okay. Is is it what we're looking for? It certainly is. It's the whole case file for the Barden murders. Um, there's a fairly good, comprehensive, what we would term nowadays, forensic report uh, going over the crime scene saying this was found, this was found, this was found. Okay. There is no mention of a map at all, but that's not to say that uh, Kazakov didn't remove it beforehand. Okay. But more damningly... There's no evidence of the victims having been tortured. They were both, uh, one of them looks like the, the, the wife looks like she fell and hit her, um, hit her head on the floor. And just, it was just a sheer accident how she, how she landed that she died, um, hitting her head on something on the way down. But it looks like the husband was shot execution style, um, right in the point blank in the back of the head. Mm with no sign of anything else having been done to him. I see. We were, I turned to Natalia, I think, were we told that uh, that there was torture involved? Do we see any signs of that? Well, well, no, it, there, it doesn't seem like there's any sort of signs. Uh, the wife seems to have died accidentally. The husband has seemed to be murdered or executed, I should say. Um, shot to the head. It was clean. Um, no mention of torture, though. Mm. Also, no mention of some strange map. So it looks like our, our uh, friend Kozakov isn't as reliable as he's trying to, uh, to dissuade us. Mm. That he is. So mm. the, minute, the minute you mention the Kazakov name, uh, Vahit looks a little um, say confused and turns to you and says what does he have to do with any of this at he may, that month, he may, at may that have been in, involved in, in this whole thing at this that moment part of, uh, there's this part of our, our investigation we can't really speak more about that but if what, what my theory is uh, if my theory is correct then Kazakov is uh, involved in this so he, he looks at you, but I, then... I'm sorry. Right. I, I, I'll say, if, that's, if that is the case, he's a very, very dangerous man. And um, we would like it that none of the uh, local authorities uh, get involved for their safety. He, he, he scratches his head and thinks, but the man's got the best interests of... At that second, it's like someone punches him in the back. Um, he rocks forward and his eyes go a little bit um, unfocused and he slumps to the, um, over the edge of the seat 
Um, he's not dead, but he's just been shot in the um, in the shoulder in the back of his shoulder. I'll withdraw my gun. Okay. Uh, can I have a spot hidden roll from both of you, please? Yes. Mm. Did we hear that? Is a twenty-nine out of sixty. Okay. I um, actually got an O2. Ooh. Oh wow! Okay. Um, Labode, because uh, you said you didn't hear anything uh, from this distance, no. But looking through the window that's open behind him, you do catch an impression of someone across um, the way um, on a building opposite, um, on the rooftop, um, holding what looks to be a suppressed rifle. I will get down. Yeah, and I will. Hit the deck. Get down, and I will try to pull uh, this officer down as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's still alive. He's just um, he's taken a fair hit, but he's not dead. And you take cover. We'll skip back to postgate. So um, you are leaving the university, and whereabouts are you planning to head from there? Um, I'm going to head back to the apartment, but I'll, um, I'll take, um, what might be described as the scenic route. Mm -hmm. And I'm keeping an eye out behind me because, um, I have inadvertently tipped off the opposition, I think. Yeah, you certainly gave someone a, um, someone a scare. Um, now if I'm right as well, Summerton is also heading back to the apartment because you're going back with Donaldson, yes? Um, that is correct. So in which case, um, Postgate, even though you're taking a somewhat, a somewhat scenic route, because Donaldson wanted to have a nice long conversation and share a right. uh, decanter of whiskey um, on the way back, uh, you find you're actually taking a similar route to a rather nice uh, Bentley. Do I recognize that Bentley? Uh, yeah, I think you, because you've been to the uh, British Embassy, uh, the British Consulate. Um, yeah, this is a car that you will have seen um, outside there before. Uh, the driver looks uh, relatively familiar. Yeah. It's, it doesn't look as though he's deliberately following you, but it seems like because he's paying more attention to the road and the scenery passing by than he is specifically to your car. But you are heading in the same general direction. I'll, I'll keep going in the, in the direction I'm going. Then. Mm -hmm. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll keep an eye out in the, in the mirror. Mm -hmm. In which case, uh, you both end up pulling up outside the apartment. Okay. Uh, which case, Donaldson turns to uh, Summerton and says, uh, yeah, if you're able to help me out with uh, my predicament, I would be uh, very much appreciative. And I'm sure there's another, uh, we can arrange some more of the, uh, he points towards the decanter, uh, to come your way as well, if you like. Just as a, a nice token between friends. Sure, between friends. Uh, I'll uh, talk to Mr. Smith and see what's going on and see if I can give you some insight into what uh, Consa Alcott is so worried about. He nods. Well, I think we have an understanding. <laughs> um, he opens the door for you and sort of gets out to hold it for you and says, hope you have a good evening. All right. So I get, I get out of the car and I'm still holding the tumbler. Mm -hmm. I catch... Post gates, I catch his eye, I drain the glass, hand it back to Donaldson, and... 
Uh, he smiles until the point where he sees Postgate, and then you can just see this look of terror, or <laughs> uh, at least worry, come across his face. I'll I'll give him a wave. <laughs> he, he, he just holds up a hand and nods. Says, and uh, he goes, drive, drive, drive! <laughs> he says, uh, hurry, good, hurry! Good to see you again. Sorry, sorry I can't stop. I've got some... Oh, oh look at the time, look at the time. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> my wife would be wondering where I've got to. Um, Ciao! And he Better dives. wash my hair. He dives into the car and they it pulls away, not like tire screechingly fast, but pulls away with a certain swiftness. And Still got it. <laughs> <laughs> and it leaves you two um, alone on the street outside. Well, I'll I'll intercept uh, Summerton before we go into the apartment. Because, mm -hmm. um, I don't want to talk about this in the apartment. Sure. For obvious reasons. Um, we appear to have something of a situation developing. Talk to me. What's that? I went to see Ekmechi, mm -hmm. and um, his rea his reaction to my visit was um, novel, to say the least. Um, of all the reactions I'd expected. Uh, him saying, you weren't supposed to be here now, wasn't the one that I'd, I'd figured on. Um, I then had to sort of, well, very unsuccessfully, I think, try and bluff my way out of uh, him asking me if I was cloaked. Uh, and upon hearing the word cloaked... That's when Ian just kind of go, you know, the, he knows it's kind of gone to a different level where we've kind of, you know, uh, the streams are crossing the CIA and section 46. We've kind of reached that point where uh, it's getting real and, you know, the stakes are kind of being raised at this time. Hmm. No, and is, is considerably more than just some MIT asset. Appearances can be deceiving, as we know. He's into something. I mean, everything he said uh, made it seem as though um, he has a similar ability to the uh, the other group, the ones who uh, cloaked us. Oh, you know, bloody hell. So now we've got so wizards. We've got dueling wizards. <sighs> wondering if he's the reason why they cloaked us, in which case it's rather unfair of them not to have told us that before. Agreed. I think, but I mean, I th you know, uh, uh, theoretically, at any point, any of us could have bumped into him and that would have given the game away. It, as it was, it was me. Um, I tried to uh, to bluff my way through it by uh, feigning ignorance because, um, you know, that's, that's, a bit that's what you do. Pretending to be stupid is a, is, a, is a very useful tool when dealing with people. It makes them feel like they have an innate superiority over you and uh, that can be very useful. But um, I don't think he bought it. Having said that, he let me walk out there. Yeah, and that's, I, I seriously doubt that if he didn't need you in some way, shape, or form, maybe to get back to Urgul or something of that nature. It's almost like we've got, now we've got dueling wizards mm. or some nonsense. So. Well, it makes sense. I mean, after all, he, he knew that I was awake when the rest of you were asleep. Mm -hmm. at the apartment 
So, um, so yes. it turns out that neither of you are as stupid as you seem to be. Um, I, I don't think anyone could be as stupid as I seem to be. <laughs> nice tie. Yes, thank you. It's, uh, Brooks Brothers. I approve. Well, let's wait. I guess we just wait and see till the others come back. I want to check up on the uh, spirit of Havana or the heart of Havana. Check up on the boats. Uh, open up another bottle, I guess. Hmm. Do we know where that's arriving, that ship? Do I know that, Matt? Yep, it's coming in to the high, um, it's pronounced the Haida Pusher, or it looks like Hydra Passer, um, yeah, Haida Pusher port, which is the large deep sea um, container port and train station terminus. Now, it, it was suggested um, outside the game. I'll run this by you. Um, if they're transferring something to the ship, might that something be at the docks already waiting to be transferred? It could. Uh, it we, depends, on, yeah, depends on a few factors. We also discussed that, and we really didn't have any type of technology that could cover the thousands upon thousands of containers that were already there at the port. You know, it's almost like we need to wait until the ship docks and then we, or at least get there before the ship docks, get eyes on it. And, you know, maybe that's when we start inspecting what the hell's being taken, what's, what's being put on the boat. Yeah, logically that would be the the more safer option that it doesn't linger around in the port and wouldn't be risking found uh, being found if they had it timed so that it arrived when the boat arrived. It's almost that's when the Geiger counters or whatever needs to come out. But you know we've already discussed the possibility of lead lining, where there really wouldn't where there'd only be trace radiation, you know, which may be indistinguishable from background radiation just naturally occurring or whatever. So. Uh, I'm not sure if well, we need... I mean, there's no, we've no idea what passes through that port illicitly anyway. The, the background in that port could be uh, unusually high for all we know. True. And then that, then it yeah, would be masked. Where we are in the world, it's a, it's a smuggling lot. Um, are you going into the apartment and continuing the discussion, or are you wanting to stay outside? Um, I think we can make our way in. You know, if yeah, if, I think well, I think we're 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 both savvy enough to know that we're not going to to talk openly about these matters in a in a bug department, right? So you're heading up to the roof, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, as you are stood up there, then just getting the idea of whereabouts uh, whereabouts you are. Um, both of you, for a second, feel this weightlessness start to develop around you, even cool. the table. Um, that you've got set up the uh, well, garden chair set starts right. to rise very slightly off the ground only maybe a centimetre or two I'm going to start um, looking about me yeah, um, you can feel that from behind you um, space is folding 
very much as it um, as it had done before. Um, seeing it happen and seeing it manifest, um, can I both have a sanity check from you, please? Yes, you can. Front row. That's a thirty-six out of seventy. I rolled a thirty-six as well, but I actually failed my my failed my sanity roll by one. Ooh, okay. But you only lose the one point from failure. Okay. So, um, so otherwise, postgates uh, fine with this. What you see is, it's almost as if space lengthens and expands in this area in front of you, informing a human outline. And that only takes a couple of seconds, but from that extended space, almost like a tunnel rushing forward towards you, um, you find Vahidi stood in front of you. Um, she looks between you, not expecting to see two people here, but then looks towards Postgate and sees the tie and she breathes a big sigh of relief and says, I'm, I'm glad you've, you've accepted my request. Um, you, you and the turns to Somerton, both of you are in danger. Yes, yes, we, uh, we guessed that. Yeah, he, he, was, he, he was furious. He came, he came to me not, uh, not long after you left and said that you, you, you're obviously working for the other side. I mean, are, 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 you, are you? Are you? But what, what's going on here? What, what, how do you fit into all this? Cause up, up until previously, we could see you, and even now I've tried. I can't see, what, see you anymore. Well, we're, uh, we're not working for anyone but ourselves. I mean, we work for the the agency. You know, that's 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 who we are, and that's what we're doing. We're not we're not working for one of the other factions in Istanbul. If that's if that's what you're suggesting, and she just shakes her head and says, "This is all getting this is all getting way out of control. Way way, I'm I'm out of my depth. I'm I, I just want out now." Well, what, let's just what put it this way: there's a new player on the field now. And that's who we represent. Oh, boy. What can I do to help you? I've, ideally, I want out of here, but the problem being that... Well, not a problem. I can, I can hide from him. He can't find me. He can't scry and work out where I am if I keep, if I keep main, maintaining to be cloaked. But he is... He is going to go apeshit. I mean, he was already talking about trying to, uh, trying to bring in the, the, his pet killer. And setting him after, uh, setting him after you. This uh, setting um, uh, Axel after you. And he wants, he wants you dead, because he thinks that you're with. He thinks that you're with them. Who, who, are, who are them? Oh. The Tesseract. Is that what they call themselves? All, all I know is that he said he wouldn't go through. He wouldn't be able to go through with his plan until the, the board was clear. The, the the avatar won't allow the city to be contaminated by another presence, not another another deity that's similarly aligned. Uh, he he believes it's someone uh, mucking around with some some pretentious being Dayalov. But he knows that if he calls if he calls Toel uh, Omar here and tries to open uh, open the ultimate gate, he's not it's not going to work. It's more likely going to destroy him and destroy everything if he does he tries to do this and make an offering when he knows that the city isn't prepared. 
I see. So, is he working for himself or on behalf of another faction? He, he wants to become a god. He's very much in it for himself. Ah. I see. Something of a megalomaniac, then. Well, <laughs> isn't, isn't, two, isn't two gods fighting enough? We have to get somebody who wants... We have to get a third party in here? He, he doesn't care. Um, he is quite happy to say to level the field he that all he's interested in is ascending to become another ancient one i mean hell i was going to join him but i i didn't want anyone to die as far as i was concerned it was just I, I make the silver key we open the we open the gate and then that is that's it it happens and do you have this key i've spent months crafting it yes it's ready everything was ready until the point where we found that if someone had fucked up and so that these other people had just come into the scene and messed the whole situation up. If they weren't here, we would be gone. We, we, would, we would be in limbo. We would be, we'd be omnipotent. But no, someone had to go and fuck the whole thing up. So that's day love. Yes. <laughs> it's, it will, he knows that he'll see it as an abomination. It's something that plays with time and space, the, a, a realm that purely should be for Yogg-Sothoth and his avatar. If, if they'd not come here, <laughs> say, Ed, no one would have been hurt. Everything would have been fine. Was, um, was Akmechi involved in um, the cull of, 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 of other cultists? Yeah, she, she nods. Yeah, he gathered, he gathered me, he gathered, uh, I'll say his, his pet killer, um, Arxoid, um, and then started looking for anyone that would, would potentially represent a problem or an abomination in the eyes in the eyes of the god. And he identified all those that needed to be taken out. He then paid his little pet assassin to take them out all in one go. Can you, Matthew? Can you say the 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 pet assassin? Can you say that name a bit slower? It's Ak. It's pronounced Aksoid. Axoy? Okay. And is this a person? Yeah, he, he nods. Yeah, he was... Uh, Melik was working for the drug cartels up until about a year ago, and then he he swooped in and stopped the stopped the guy from dying. He, he foreseen that Melik was going to get killed in some in some raid down at the docks, that there was, um, there was um, a, a defector or something was being brought in, but they hadn't said what the they thought it was drugs. They didn't realize it was some Soviet coming in. And there was a, a, a gunfight that took place. The, the CIA fronted off against the, um, against the guys bringing this guy in. There was, there was a lot of people that got gunned down. Even a poor little kid got gunned down in the whole thing. But uh, Suleiman just swept in and said, this is what's going to happen to you tonight. You're not going to the dock. And so, of course, Melik thinks that he owes his life to him now, so he'll do anything the the way the Timpot God says. Hmm. And you think that this uh, this assassin is going to be dispatched after me specifically? He, he was trying to get in contact with him, but he's. It looks like he's already on another um, another case or another another job that he's got. He's already been contacted to take someone else out. But he, he was he was ringing everywhere he could, trying to get hold of him. Where is this key of yours? 
it's um, it's in Leander's Tower. Uh, we have a uh, we have a workshop set in the basement that uh, Solomon played the odds in some casinos, won a huge amount of money, and brought the tower. Um, he converted it, and so he's been turned into a restaurant so that it's covered. But the basement has a workshop that I've been using for the last few months to um, to build the silver key, and then he has a he has a ritual room set there. He's been creating gate boxes. He's been setting up his network of bolt holes and and so on, and doing the research he needs to try and uh, try and become one of the ancient ones. Uh, do, you, do you think this is a, a, a realistic? Um, um, my mind's gone blank. I can't think of the word. Um, you think he stands a chance of actually doing this? He wouldn't be the first. Others, others have passed through the gate and joined their ranks before. I mean, they most of them weren't human to begin with, but they come from other other places and other times and other worlds. But there are former humans among their ranks. It is possible. I see. That's very worrying. Speaking of worrying stuff, uh, what's Eamon doing on the fire escape? All right, back. We're taking it down. <laughs> okay. Um, you start running the hell down then. Um, it makes a bit of a clatter uh, by the time you get down towards the ground floor. Uh, can I have a stealth check so oh. that you make too much noise between you? Um, sure. Yeah, I mean, the last bit down. If it starts rattling, I'll try to go slower, but yes, yeah, stealth <clears throat> check. It is a 50. Let's see what we can do. I rolled a 72. So that's not good. Boy, do I want to push this roll, though? I mean, Wayne already had such good luck tonight, so why not? Why not two of us? At, at the minute, you realize that this thing is making a lot of noise, so you end up stopping, um, thinking of what, uh, kind of weighing up what your options are. Um, your attempt to push it will basically represent you going for hell for leather down there, trying to do, if you are going to make noise, you try and do it over the least amount of time possible. Oh, so like, still gonna make noise, but be quicker and get down off there faster. And run the and run the risk, or well, not run the risk, but uh, make it less likely that someone hears you because they don't obviously hear it over as long a period. So there's less of them, less things for them to notice. Oh gosh, I've already decided in my mind that I want to. I'm gonna take the gamble because I like to gamble. So go ahead. Here we go. Let's see what we can do. Come on, let's roll it. <laughs> I rolled an 89. So. <laughs> I have a roll. Right. Uh, in which case, um, you get to the end. You run uh, along the last length of the fire escape towards the ladder that then drops down. Um, you, you do hear a clump, clump, clump as you head over there and pull the lever so the ladder drops down. Mm -hmm. Someone has not paid much um, care to that ladder. Not only does it slide, it keeps on going, screeching metal as it does, and then completely falls off and hits the deck, making this almighty clatter in the alley next to the building. Um, Jacoby, inside, um, you have uh, your dear friend, um, Abdullah. Uh, he's just about to put his hand to, the, uh, hand to the door leading down to the basement. 
when he says, I think I say that you might be a, a lucky man tonight, but this is something that I think would require, um, let's say, payment up front. You won't be disappointed, I can tell you that now. How much? How much have we got? Uh, 250. Um, he, he immediately smiles. Um, seems like you, you've hit a number higher than he was going to, um, he was going to ask. But, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> 250 sounds fine to me. Um, if you could hand that over now, then I will, uh, I'll escort you downstairs. Yeah. So I pull out the cash. Okay. You can see the, um, the Lyra signs kind of, clashing away in his eyes um he takes it he doesn't bother to count it too much he just looks at the wad of cash and puts it in his pocket mm -hmm. and then opens the door um if you'd like to uh, head on down are you coming with me oh yeah i'll, I'll let you go down first all right <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to get in the way of your view excellent while i go down i'm i'm very excited okay. i want to see a fish person so bad. <laughs> okay as you head down um, you almost have a bit of a flashback. Um, the smell is the first thing that hits you. See. But, but then also the sound as well. This guttural alien voice that even though it's speaking in Turkish could no way be mistaken as human. And it's, uh, you can hear the, the tail end of a conversation that's happening between... Um, Damla and this being down there. Um, it says, you better make sure that the next shipment of girls are on their way. We're still having to deal with the repercussions of the, of the attack on our city. We need more, we need more meat. We need more, we need more girls. And as you work your way down the wooden staircase, um, you can hear the door being shut behind you fairly quietly. Um, you have a good vantage point to see the room beneath you. There's what looks to be the top of an old well that was here. Um, but then there is a definite smell of seawater having come through it now. Definitely it's been dug down through the well and out under the, um, I was going to say the word is now, the, like the promenade in front of the building that then connects into the Golden Horn. Standing at the edge of the um, the edge of the well is this. Um, in fact, give me a luck roll first of all. Uh, sixteen. You're lucky. Um, this, if you could think of it as female uh, figure, <laughs> that has um, otherwise part humanoid and part amphibian features two big eyes, a mouth that almost stretches from one side of the face to the other with uh, teeth like a shark, webbed hands, scales, and yeah, the, the impression of breasts. And a few feet in front of her um, is Damla that's nodding and say, um, that says, we'll arrange for the next shipment to come. And she starts turning 
when she realizes that the creature in front of her is looking up at you on the staircase. Um, a very happy Benici then says from behind, don't worry, he likes the fish. <laughs> I, uh, this I'm guy. moving slowly down the stairs. Uh, I'm, I'm mesmerized. I'm in awe. Uh, hmm. And when I get to the bottom of the stairs, I turn back towards Benici and I say, I've made a mistake. I say, I, I imagine you know that people coming to your brothel are not always telling you their real names. I've deceived you and I regret it at this point. He looks at you. You're not getting a refund if that's what you're going on about. No, not at all. And I say, please, please forgive me for deceiving you in, in who I am. And then I tell him, my real name is Dr. Jason Jacoby. And about 10 years ago, I saved the life of Mr. Jacob Marsh. Uh, the creature I, instinctively kind of looks at you and looks between um, Abdullah at that point, evidently surprised. I, uh, I realized, because I had to perform surgery on him to save his life, that he wasn't like other people. And since then, I have wanted to meet your, and I, I look at her and I say, your people, I mean you no harm. In fact, if I can give you, if I can, if I can assist you in any way, uh, you mentioned some sort of an attack. I know your biology, at least in part. I can help you if you're injured. I want only to know you better. You're magnificent. You're beautiful. You have a choice of skills here. Um, you can use charm. Um, you can use persuade. And... I'll even buy psychology as well as a way of trying to empathize and trying to break down any barriers that she might have. My strongest one is persuade. So I got 74, but I have an 80 in persuade. So okay. I just succeed. Okay. At which case then, when the almighty sound of the ladder outside drops, um, she doesn't instinctively dive down the hole and, ru um, and run out. Um, she stays where she is. You can see she looks around panicked, um, but you can see um, Darmler turns to Abdullah and just says, find out what the fuck that was. And he he heads up the, back up the stairs and opens the door and heads out. You can hear him yelling to the, um, to the guards that are stationed in the back room. Otherwise, the, the creature turns back towards you and just uh, takes a couple of steps forward. And I stand my ground, but I, 
I, I, I sort of motion as, a, is, it, is it all right if I touch you? I just kind of want to make sure you're, you're real, you know? She, she comes right up close and personal and has a long sniff around your, uh, around your neck and in your face. And I, I, what I'm doing at this point is because my drawing skill, I am memorizing every <laughs> detail that I can. This being, yeah, she she looks at you and nods. I I don't smell any fear on this one. So you had nothing to do with the great metal beast that was sent to us. A great metal beast. Yeah, some uh, some moons. Well, some nights ago, this. This great metal cylinder appeared above our city. It stopped hovering in the ocean and started to deploy a, a long reel like a whip with a, a ball at the end of it that started rising into the sky. We, we assumed it was an attack, so we sent a shot off to, de uh, to destroy it. It ate through the hull and then it killed everyone that was inside. The remains of it fell at the bottom of the Bosphorus Canyon, and it's been lying there ever since. Uh, are you describing a submarine or a? Uh, you say a sh uh, it was a a, sh a ship that that you say a metal ball a metal ball on a string. She goes over the description. She, has, uh, she goes over the description she has for it. Um, give me an int roll, or um, actually edu is more likely in this case. Okay. Uh, well, I got an 81. My, uh, my education is not that high. But I'm guessing that it's a, a bathosphere of, uh, were they trying to spy on you? Or that You catch bits of what she's describing, and you don't get the whole picture, because especially this, this thing she's describing about this Thing going up on a, on a line that's then going that was going up towards the surface that doesn't make much sense to you but the, the way the rest of she describes it you it sounds like a Victor 2 it's a Soviet sub yeah it sounds like a submarine for sure I will I, I don't know anything about that but I will see what I can do to find out she um, she nods and says this this is acceptable if you wish if you wish to help us find who did this and find if they have any further intent towards us. So if they, if they come again, there's going to be war. Okay. There's something else I should tell you. Mm -hmm. Jacoby, is that Jacoby's just spelling a whole bunch of shit. He's too excited. <laughs> he, says, he says in the, in the world of men, if I can talk about the world of men, there are many different groups. Some of them are friendly. Some of them are very dangerous. There is a group of men that want to cause other men to go to war. And we believe that they have planted an explosive device, a nuclear device, if you know what that is, somewhere here in Istanbul. If that goes off, if you have a colony off the coast, you won't be safe. It'll destroy everything. It, it, it nods. 
our nearest colony is at the bottom of the Bosphorus Canyon, some two miles down. We've not had any threat up until this point. We consider ourselves deep enough that none of the devices of men would reach this far. Well, this may be a device like you've never seen before. It can destroy islands, can destroy everything around it. Um, we are trying to stop this from happening. Uh, there's a ship, the Heart of Havana, which is traveling into port sometime in the next week. If it arrives, that's when the bomb is due to go off. So I don't know if you could help us find it or stop it. It would she at least give us time to find the device and destroy it. I will have to have a word with Marsh and see what he can do. May I come back and see you again? She nods. You can see us in several places. We don't just come here. There is a, a mansion further up the river uh, that we also frequent. Uh, he, she gives you the address. I can't actually okay. find the uh, correct okay. pronunciation of it off the top, um, off the top of my head. Oh, here it is. Uh, Ruma... Uh, Rumali Kavahi. Rumali Kavahi. There is a um, there's a mansion with a dock there. Come to us. Is there a, is there a way I can uh, uh, since I want won't necessarily meet Mr. Abdullah uh, a, a, a like a password or a secret word I can use to assure them. I'm safe. If, if you say you've come to see Jacob Marsh, then the people there will let you through. All right. At this point, I need to see whether there's gunfire outside. So, yeah. Um, Eamon has dropped a clanger quite, uh, quite literally in this case. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you, you've got a drop of about somewhere between eight and ten feet to, um, to get down onto the ground now. Um, Arup is looking petrified by the, by the amount of noise that's just been made, just uh, kind of gripping onto the, uh, the railing. Um, you can hear that there's definitely um, commotion inside, but it's still very much inside at the moment. So what do you do? So the ladder has gone down, but it's still not all the way down to the ground? That is fallen off completely. So it's, oh. it's shot down the railing, and then it's gone and <laughs> fell off. Like I said, it hasn't been maintained. Well... I mean, I'm, I was going to let her go first, but there's no ladder. So I'm going to have to go first and try to catch her, is my immediate thought. So I'm like, I'm going to hold right here for a second. I don't break me fucking legs when I jump. And you're going <laughs> to jump into my arms. And we got to run after that. That was really loud. <laughs> so she just nod or run somewhere between nod and rocks back and forth holding <laughs> on to the railing. I, yeah, yeah, I don't blame her. I really, I forgot to do a sacral on it earlier, but you've convinced me at least of now that she is purely terrified and I'm in the right here. So. Yeah, you don't need a roll to work that out. She is bricking it. Okay. That's all I need to, you know, to do the right thing. And at least in my opinion, I suppose. So I'm going to have to do the hard thing of like, you know, getting down to where I'm hanging down as long as I can. And then just dropping and trying to like hit and roll real quick and just try to make as soft as landing as possible. And okay. it's going to be tough, I know, but yeah. 
Which Your is... choice of a hard dex roll or jump. Hard dex or jump. Jump is 20. Hard dex is 25. So that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. All right. Legs don't break on me now. Let's do it. You're totally going to break on me now. I rolled an 81. It's not... Okay. I have to fire my dice real quick. <laughs> This is why I have a whole wall full of of them because they keep letting me down too. Now, if I push the roll, this is a severely bad one, but and I don't have the luck, so I think I'm just going to have to go with whatever you tell me at this point here. Yeah, uh, if you were if you were to push it, it would I would just up the damage to maximum. But um, in this yeah. case, you are falling one story, which equates to one d six. Okay, just roll it against myself. Yeah. All right, so d six. We got this all night. Let's do it. I rolled a two. Okay. Um, you land with a bit of a bump. Nothing breaks. Like, I just like... <laughs> I just, like yeah. and I'm like, all right now, lass. I'm going to have to do what I did. And hang and then fall into my arms. But you have to hurry if you want to get out of here alive. Okay. Um, she is terrified enough, but uh, well, not terrified too much to the point where she won't move. But definitely she will jump or rather step off the... Uh, the railing. <laughs> Not exactly how I wanted to do it, but she just probably <laughs> wants to get out of there. So, yep. Oh, hell yes. Okay. Um, she hasn't got a jump skill above base, so she's going to go with her decks or half decks. Uh, you can roll it for me. She has a half decks of 35. Okay, so she is rolling. And I'm trying to still catch her when she comes down, right? Okay, so... I roll a 58. Okay. That means that she pretty much, she just steps off and then starts flailing as she falls. <laughs> you then have the chance to catch her, which will be a, um, that will be your choice of hard strength or hard decks. Oh, definitely strength then. I gotta get some new dice real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I can't risk it, I'm sorry. As I say, I have a large pot already and waiting for me, so if when they mess up, I'll just pick the next one. I, sh- I should make you roll for me, but no. All right, here we go. Got two new dice. Um, strength is an 80, so a hard is 40, and let's roll it. 35. All right. There you go. Those ones are on the good pile for the moment. These ones are staying on. These ones are going to bye-bye. All right. Right, in which case, she fails. She... Well, she shrieks a little bit as she falls uncontrollably, and then you're there, ready, arms out, um, sort of being able to grab her and not just go down like a sack of potatoes when she lands in uh, lands in your arms. And then she she looks up at you and just says, "Thank you. Uh, run now. Run. Run the hell out. Let's go." You can hear the front door and the back door opening as there are people coming out from inside. Um, you can hear the sound of running footsteps. Do you want to go towards the back of the building or do you want to go out towards the front where you're then overlooking the Golden Horn? Are we, I thought we were on the back side of the building. You're on the side of the building, not the back. Oh, it was the side? Are we between other buildings or do we have open street? Or are we like in an alley? You've got, you're in an alley at the minute, so there's another building across from you, which is the same kind of layout, the same kind of apartment block as the one you just come, come out of. To your left, it then goes out onto this wide promenade that then goes out onto the Golden Horn. 
to your right, it goes out into what looks to be a set of small back courtyards for the apartment blocks. Um, you can see there is what looks to be a small road that uh, cuts across at T-junction, probably for the likes of car access for the people that have um, cars in the apartment. Is there, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming there's no doors to this other building across from me. A, a quick glance, any doors in the alley with us? Give me a luck roll. Right. Let's, let's do that with an 81. That, that's not going to work for, that ain't going to work for luck roll. Hey, what is my luck? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so no doors is what you're saying. Um, no. The, the, the closest there is is a small window, which looks like it goes into a basement, but it's really small. Okay, no. So we can run basically towards out front. You said the Golden Horn, like publicly or out the back by some apartments and road access or drive access. Yeah, there's basically the public route and the discrete route. Gosh, I don't know. I don't know what's, I don't know as a spy what's better here. Because if, if I have to be shooting people, I best not do it in public. Um, but being in public, you know, means that sometimes, I don't know what it's like here. Like as far as, I mean, the prostitution, this, this is legal, right? This is a legal business. It, it's frowned upon, let's say yeah. that. <laughs> but women are not slaves there, right? Oh, hell no. No, no. So if we were pursued in public, I mean, if a woman didn't want to be captured, shanghaied back in. Mm -hmm. That depends on the people you've got out there, whether they're going to uh, instinctively like, run, duck, and, uh, duck for cover. Or if you do have some brave soul there that decides to uh, be a knight in shining armor and stand in the way of someone with a gun. Okay. One more question then. Um, how, how many cabbies are in this area? How many cabs or how likely is it to find a cab out front? Not too difficult at all. Uh, you're very near the Galata, um, the Galata Bridge, as mentioned. That's why the place gets its name, like the Galata Bridge brothel. Um, on there, it's a major thoroughfare that heads into Bear Loop to the north and then going across the Golden Horn to the south. Um, you would be very, very, very unlucky if you did not get a taxi out there. Well, I just rolled an 81 on my luck. However, let's go. <laughs> let's go to the front. Let's go public here. And as like, I probably have like one hand on her hand, and I'm pulling her along, and she's probably like trying to you know keep up or you know keep up best she can. Mm -hmm. And in my other, like, I got I got my probably have my gun out at this point and just low at my side, but I'm just trying to hustle. Or maybe I mean, if, if I imagine it's in here, maybe I'm I'm running like this with a tuck, just ready to draw. And go out to the streets and try to hail a cab or get down the street to a cab as quickly as we can. That so. works. Okay, um, we're going to have a small chase. Can you give me a con roll, please? All right. I've never done a chase before. Con roll. That should be no problem. The con is 70. Let's give it a run here. I rolled a 47. So it's not a hard, but it is a success. Okay, well, that is fine. It means that you move at your normal move rate. Which is, uh, what is my, uh, eight. Okay. Well, 75 is way in excess of the con of your opponents. So they drop from their normal speed of seven to six. This gives you a quite an advantage over them. It gives you like three movement actions as opposed to their one. So, uh, dex for yourself is? Uh, my, my dex is a 50. Oh, yeah, actually, you're tied with them then. Um, Arap has a dex of 70. So Ooh. she is going to be running and actually gaining ground on you. She legs it first and leaps like a gazelle. 
Okay, so now she's pulling me behind her. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like, follow me. Suddenly she tells she has yeah. some guts and she starts well, she starts running with this long yeah. black coat flying behind her like a cape and then revealing quite a bit underneath. I'll let, I'll let her hand go so my hand is free. If, if fear and, and her own good decks are driving her, then I'll, that's, I'm happy to be behind to be the, uh, the defense, I suppose. So. Okay. Uh, do you want to give me a couple of rolls, one for her and one for yourself, uh, rolling against decks? Dex, Dex rolls? Yep. All right, this will be her roll. That is uh, a 36. Yep, she's fine then. I wish that was my roll. Um, <laughs> here's my roll, which is a, a uh, what is that? A 69. Oh. Would have been nice if that was upstairs, but unfortunately not. That's a lot of luck to spend and a lot of pushing. Uh, <laughs> nope. We we had a good start, so I'm not gonna try to I'm not gonna try to press my luck too much at this time. Is this like to see how well we move, or like? Yeah, this as you are as you run outside, you've got an evident um, advantage on whoever's coming out of the building. So you just rush past them before they even get time to really react to find out where uh, where they're looking for, who they're looking for, and run out into the uh, not the sea of people, but at least the crowd that's out there. Because there are people. You're taking leisurely strolls out out there. A couple of people with fishing rods into the um, into the golden horn. You're basically weaving through the crowd. Um, Arab runs and is quite easily darting around people. Um, admittedly, given her attire, she is making a bit of a distraction, or she is distracting people rather. Mm -hmm. uh, one such person that you thought was going to be moving and continuing on moving just stops and turns as this uh, sort yeah. of half. Um, half-naked female runs past and you just run straight into it. <laughs> um, can you roll me a d3? Oh no. Alright. I'm rolling d6 because that's what I have but one, two equals one. You know, that whole thing. So I rolled a five so that would be a three. Okay. Uh, that means you lose the next three of your movement actions. Oh. So, uh, so I, I collide hard. Yeah, you, you don't do any damage, but you just go straight into this. Uh, let's say it's a tourist with a uh, with a camera that somebody's turning and as if to take a shot, and then just suddenly they're plowing into the ground. The camera's uh, there's on. just a, a sprawl of body on the floor. And you can hear the group from behind, uh, from the doorway, three of the, uh, three of the men there rushing over towards you. Uh, they do, or uh, they they will make it uh, make it towards you. So it all depends on what you do on your next round to say whether you can get up and get away from them quick. Okay. Uh, do you want to roll for Arup again, just to make yes. sure that she doesn't have any problem? She rolls a fifty-five. Okay. Yep. She's fine. So then for yourself. So another dex for me. Yep. Come on, Daddy needs a new pair of running shoes. That's for sure. I roll. He's a piece. A seventy-three. So that's bad. That's bad. Yeah, that's not so good. Uh, they pass their dex check on a twenty-seven. So as you are basically getting to your feet, um, you find yourself surrounded by three guys, which are leaning in to uh, basically to grab you as if. Oh, we'll help you up, kind sir. Grabbing you by both arms and dragging you by the scruff of your neck. Um, they are trying to do a manoeuvre, so they're going to try and basically grapple you and drag you back to the uh, the brothel. Oh, be, um, how do you react? Um, don't. 
probably my knife. I'd probably try to take it out and, and slash and stab. Okay, so you're fighting back. Yes, so I it's am. Your, it's your fighting brawl um, against mine. All right. Let's see if I can do that a little bit better. And I don't remember what you told me my knife's damage was, because that was a good size, but I guess we can get to that in a minute when we... 1d4 plus 2 plus damage bonus. Oh, okay. Then I had it right. Um, so my brawl is a 60. Come on, let's do it. I get new dice. 55. I'm swapping dice. Uh, my 95 is definitely not going to uh, to beat you there. So, um, yeah, you, you start slashing. Um, you catch one of them um, across the across the arm, at which point they all draw back. Um, even the poor Taurus you've bundled into um, at that point just scampers away like a rat, just going, fuck this, I'm not staying around, and then start, starts to leg it. Um, you have a bit of a standoff now. They're not close enough where they can grapple you, but they're pretty much about six foot away from you. Okay. Do I roll damage, or are we... Are you... Uh, yeah, if, you want, if you want to roll damage, certainly, yeah. Oh, heck yeah, because... Okay. And the damage bonus is a D4. That's a three, plus still it's five. To the one. Oh, you, you catch him good then. You pretty much rape this up his arm. So, um, the arm of the suit um, goes, and there's just blood starting to drip down. He actually needs to make a con check at that point, because that is half his hit point. Definitely poised with a knife, you know, like down. You know, just that whole fighting mm -hmm. style. He's like, I'm just a simple tourist. I don't like being molested in the street when I'm on a nice walk with me woman. Best to go back inside now, fellas. He rolls an 0-2 on his con check, so he's not unconscious, but he's definitely <laughs> staggering back, trying to hold on to his arm and dripping blood as he goes. Um, I'll give you an intimidate roll with a bonus die. Yes, I'll do that. So I just, do you do it when you roll the first dice twice or you just roll twice? For... Uh, you can do either or. Um, so it's supposed to be the tens digit that you roll twice. Okay. Um, so Intimidate is a 70. So first roll is a 34, which is a hard success. Mm -hmm. and just for giggles. Nope, that one's a 44. So I'll take the 34. Okay. Yep, there's this moment of tension looking behind you. You definitely seem to be making a... Um, a scene on the um, on the promenade, but the three guys look between them and just start backing off. Uh, you can see that some other people around, the other tourists and the passers-by are starting to scatter, giving you a good clear run um, to the road, where you hear a uh, beep beep from a cab as Arap is uh, leaning out of the door of a cab that she's already procured in the time that it's taking you to get up and uh, get up and fight. Hey. Ah, oh, your mother's taught you well, fellas. Have a, have yourselves a good night. Turn and run into the cab and go. And yep, you you leg it out of there, and the car screeches away. Natalia and Robert, you are currently bunkering down um, against the sniper from the other side of the road. What do you do? Keep your head how down. Far, how far away is he? Um, across the road would put them about. About 25 yards. Hmm. What condition is the officer in? Is he like slumped over his desk? Is he on the floor? Uh, he's on the floor. He's it's like he's been punched and then um, in the back, and then he's he's going to roll. He's rolled forward a bit, but then slumped off to one side. 
Okay, so he's he's not at risk of being shot again. No. Okay. He's he's not dead. He's just um, he is very badly wounded. Yep. But otherwise, there's no sound. Um, there's no other pot shots being taken because you are um, discreetly undercover. Uh, let's see. Now my gun has a range of uh, fifteen yards, so that's not going to quite make. Oh, that's, that's base range, so it just means you're a penalty die if you want to then do um, do a shot beyond that. Okay, but I do, what I wanted to do was, like, first of all, see if I can find him exactly where he's at, and then can aim, maybe take a round to aim, and then fire. That'll work. Um, doing so puts you in, obviously, if you can see him, he will more, uh, more likely be able to see you. Right. Um, Give me a stealth roll to see if you can um, discreetly position yourself so that you can then get the shot. All right. Let's see if that works. And that's a 28 out of 30. Okay. We will oppose that by this spot hidden. Yeah. What could you success is that for yourself? Right, his spot hidden is 55. He rolls 19. is under half. Um, so he spots me. But you do spot him. Um, he is where he's. Uh, he is where he was previously positioned. He is going to take a shot at yourself. Okay. Admittedly, you are largely covered, so I am going to give him a penalty die on his shot. Okay. He has a rifle skill of hmm, yeah, 80. Well... <laughs> If, the, if it was a bonus die, he would have got 08. Lucky for you, the other one is one of them. Okay. <laughs> so there, there is a loud, well, not a loud bang from him because uh, he's uh, using a silencer, but there is a very loud thud that goes into the wall next to you and you are uh, bits of plaster and dust get brushed, uh, brushed into your eye. Okay. Uh, instinctively causing you to flinch back and get uh, get out of the way, but you did see where he was. Okay. I'm going to try to take a shot at him. Okay. If it's a straight shot without aiming, which this this will be, then you're going to have, you will have the um, the penalty die on the roll. Okay. Um. Yeah. Actually, I'll, I'll have a penalty die because um, it makes sense. He shot shot at me instead of me taking time to aim. I'll return fire. Mm-hmm. All right, that one was a 63, and wow, and that one was a 16. I still, I still make it. Um, oh, okay, but yeah, that 16 would have been at a a uh, a uh, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> lucky him then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, um, roll damage. All right, so that is five points of damage to him. He has 12 hit points, so it's not enough to make him for, uh, force a con roll. Though he is still he is still active at the moment. Okay. All right. 
I guess um, at this point, um, I duck down and uh, I look over to you, Robert. Like, what are you doing? Are you making all the work here? Are you are you armed at all? I am, and I'm getting ready to. Can I ask Natalia? Did, did, do you have? A, is your gun by any chance? Do you have a silencer on yours? Um, I always. Just in mm -hmm. case, just in case I need to um, handle business discreetly. I'm going to take my pistol out, and I'm going to show you that I do not have a silencer. And I'm looking at you with a question mark, like, should I fire this and get people up here? Well, if you fire it and get people up here, um, actually, that will make sense. We have somebody that's injured. Um, and if we get more people up here, I think what will happen here is it might drive him away. Meanwhile, I'll still concentrate on him. Okay. But, um, yeah. So, so basically, I get the nod, and I'm going to just point my pistol out the window, not aiming at anything. I'm just shooting bang, bang, bang just to try and get uh, people's attention. Okay, um, you let off three rounds uh, in rapid fire. Instead of shooting up at the air. I got I to put my head up there. I'm not sticking my head out in front of a sniper. He doesn't, he's trained on me. I, I will, at least there is a very slim chance you might actually hit him. Um, you can roll firearms, but add three penalty die. One for multiple shots, one for not aiming and they're being out of range, and three for not fucking looking what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get three oh ones. You watch. Oh, I saw a zero. I got a 30. Oh, got an oh three. Oh, man. 26. Oh. Okay. And third penalty die? Uh, that was third. I got a 30, an 03, and a 26. Yeah, you've got your regular roll and then three penalty die after it. Oh, three after, after the regular. Oh, okay. There it is, 79. Okay. Unless your is your firearm skill 79 or greater? Uh, no, I'm at 40. You, you shoot this guy. Uh, at least it does what you wanted it to. Yes, yeah. Uh, there is commotion and panic that starts to uh, starts to erupt from the rest of the uh, the rest of the police station. Um, there is a flurry of activity which is then headed in your direction. Um, they don't bother to knock; they just break the door down. Um, there's two officers which are um, which are there holding um, revolvers pointed in your general direction. What are you two doing at this point? You have a cop that's been shot in front of you, and you have just heard gunfire coming from the room. Yep. I'm going to immediately take my pistol that I just fired, place it on the floor, and put my hands up in the air. I'm going to tell I'm, – I'm still aiming out, out the window, and I'm going to tell them to get down. We have a shooter across the street. Okay. Um, you, as you say, you're still looking out the window. He, the guy on the other side of the street has heard what you've done and has pretty much just seen the gun go bang, bang, bang. He's not, um, he's not stupid. He knows what's going to be happening at this point. He is going to try and leg it. So as he oh. moves, you can, see him, you can see him retreat. You've got a good, clear shot at his back, but you have one chance to take that shot. Yeah, I'm going to try to take it. 
And that is a 17 out of 65. So, Ooh. Is that bear, bear in mind, he's still at long range, so this does get the penalty. Oh, yeah, let me, uh, yeah, forgot. Yeah. Uh, let me roll this one. And that is a 29 out of, so that's not a impale, but that's still a, uh, still a hit. Okay. Roll it. And that is a four. Four points of damage. Okay. That does force him to make a con check because that's going to, that takes him over the halfway, um, over the halfway point. So I'll let, I'll let you make this to see whether, you, uh, whether you've knocked him out or not. Um, oh. His con is 65. If you can roll equal or under that, then he's up and about and basically has his chance to escape. Otherwise, you see him go down. Okay. Uh, wow, an 83. Guess what? You see the body hit the deck. You're not sure if he's dead, but he goes down. Okay. Now, as I'm shooting and I sit and I tell the, the officers who run in, get down, there's a guy shooting from across the street and then I fire out. Do they happen to see him like trying to flee and then fall? Let's see. Got spot hidden on 40. They look in your direction. They look past the window. Maybe they do see a guy go down, but they get out of the way of the window, it seems. Okay. Um, they're looking, they yell behind them and say, get everyone back, back away from the door. And they start crouching and basically going round the room towards you, trying to stay out of the line of fire from the window. Um, one of the officers that comes up to uh, the looks between you and says, what, what the hell happened here? There's, there's a shooter? There was. He's on the street. Looks like he he went down. Um, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna get up and go across the street. Well, head towards that area. Um, I tell the rest of them um, to see to the man who's been shot. I say you start rushing, and there are various police uh, various police officers following you and basically accompanying you as you go over. Okay. Yeah, I can use the help. Um, yeah, so I'll I'll ask. I mean, I'll look to Robert. Are you going to go with me, or are you going to stay with him? Yes, I will definitely go with you if I'm allowed. I'm expecting us to be under arrest. Um, they've seen what's happened because they say they passed their spot hidden roll. Okay. Uh, they're not holding. They're not. They don't seem to be holding you responsible. So they're more treating you some not like an innocent bystander, but they prefer if you got out of their way. Especially as one of the um, one of the officers does the age-old cry of medic <laughs> and starts uh, trying to get someone to come up and take care of the uh, the poor police officer that's just been shot in the back. Yeah, yeah. Then in that case, I'll uh, tag along behind Natalia. Okay. You get across the other side of the street without any problem. There's again a little bit of confusion outside, um, particularly as um, there's people. Um, being out when they heard the gunshot go outside the window. So some people are still ducking for cover, looking up at the police station. Others are uh, moving away quite quickly or taking um, otherwise taking cover. You have no obstruction getting across the other side, um, the other side of the street, and heading up to the roof on the, build, um, the building. There, it's a small, um, small office uh, building by the look of it. On the roof, 
you find a man that, if you had been at the brothel fairly, uh, fairly recently, you may have recognised uh, a rather rugged appearance, all dressed in black, and laying on the ground, um, sniper rifle fallen by his side, but also in his outstretched hand as he's lying there unconscious, you see a small, what looks to be a mahogany box, about two inches cube. Hmm. Um. Let's see. I will, uh, well, I'll have my gun out still. I will put my gun to his head, pull the trigger. That He's problem's, out of, the, that problem's <laughs> out of the way. Um, and then I will, uh, search his, his person, see if he has any sort of, um, I doubt he would have any identification on him, but I will uh, look him over and see what else he has on him. And then I will take a look at the box. No, he has, he, has, he has his wallet with him, so you get his identity uh, easy enough from his, uh, from his driver's license that he's carried. Um, the late Michalik Axsoy um, uh, lays at your feet with a wallet full of money. Um, he, has, he has a good 300 uh, lira on, on his person. He has the small mahogany box uh, with him as well, and a small, uh, when you start patting him down, a small quartz orb about the same uh, distance across, about two inches, uh, two inches wide. Okay. So I'll, um, I'll, I'll pocket these things. Mm -hmm. um, did, I mean, when I opened up the... What was his name? Uh, Melik Axoy. Trying to uh, recognize the, the the surname, see what what nationality. Oh, he's native to. Hmm? Oh, he's native. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Huh. All right. Um, I look at Robert. Um, let's go back and read those files. <laughs> Do, do I need to do a distraction or anything like that to, so that they don't see him taking the, uh, the, the box and the orb? No, um, they seem to be pretty much just um, clearing the, all these, um, making sure the scene's clear and making sure there's no one else up here, which yeah. does buy you a couple, which does buy you about 20 seconds or so where you can pocket the stuff. Okay. Um, you, also, you also find one last thing in his pocket actually as well. It, it actually may be tucked into his wallet. Um, a small key, which looks like it opens a fairly heavy duty lock. Okay. Yeah. And the conversation that's been had between Summerton and Postgate, no, it's not silver. All right. All right. Nice. So, um, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll go back to the station. Um, I'll check on the guy that I roughed up earlier, make mm -hmm. sure that he's okay. Um, what type of wound did it seem like he, he, he received? You say he got shot in the shoulder? Yeah, he's got uh, basically shot in the shoulder blade, so it's um, he's, he isn't going to be using his left arm for a while. Okay, but it wasn't. It, it didn't hit any any anything vital. No, no, it's, it's not. It's not fatal, but it's delivered mechanically. It basically, took half his hit points away, but he made oh, his. Wow. Okay. Okay, so he's down for a while. Okay. All right. Well, I'll make I'll make it a note to check on him and yep. make sure. Uh, yeah. You can. I'll, I'll ask if we can uh, get like a maybe a room or office where we can read over these files. 
um, they pretty much just want you want you out the way at this point, given that there's now a crime scene in the middle of the uh, middle of the police station. Okay. Um, well. If you want, um, you can attempt to just take the file and leave because the yeah. amount of confusion around here, you could probably just walk out the front door. Okay. Sounds good. Um, you want you wander outside. Um, at that point, there's a taxi which run uh, because it's come. This is fairly close to the uh, the Galata Bridge. Uh, you hear a taxi that just uh, comes screeching down the road. Uh, Eamon, you can see two familiar faces coming out of the police station. Oh, what a small world. Uh, Cabby, uh, pull over real quick. Uh, he, he's doing everything quick. He just slams the brakes on, and this taxi comes, uh, comes skidding in front of Robert and Natalia as you come out of the station. Okay. Well, I'll... I'll look at the, the cabbie. I'll look who's in the back seat. I'll nod and I'll, I'll open up the door and hop in. <laughs> you need to ride somewhere. <laughs> Holy shit, we're going fast tonight. Get in. Perfect time. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's head back to the, the hotel. Yep, back to the apartment. Mm-hmm. There's enough room for four passengers and the cabbie. No, no big deal. It's a bit of a squeeze, but yeah, you're pretty much in the back. There's two uh, two rows of seats looking at each other, um, of which there are now more people really than it is designed for. But yeah, <laughs> I think Eamon finds himself between both of the ladies and just kind of is like, <laughs> all right, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> um, I look at Eamon and I look at this this woman, and then I look at what she has on. <laughs> My eyebrow goes up a bit, and I'm like, yeah, well, we'll talk later. Okay. You know, who's this? Stories. We have lots to exchange. We're safe. We do. All right. Back at the brothel, um, you hear, um, Jacoby hears the sound of the front door um, opening and people scrambling in. Uh, there's some rather heated words that are fired between Abdullah and the people up there. And you catch something about, damn bastard sliced me open with a knife. Look, my arm's fucked. Get me a medic. Um, the, uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> That's it by magic. There we go. Abdullah. Yeah, he, put, he opens the door and pokes his head down to, uh, down the stairs into the uh, into the basement. Uh, yeah. I am fully trained as a surgeon. Um. How do you want to earn some money back? Let me see how it is. I don't worry about that. It's my pleasure. Um, I don't have my instruments, however. Oh, we've, we've got some. We've got some basic medical equipment here. Let's see what that. How bad it is. So. Um, ends up taking you upstairs. Uh, the obviously uh, the lady, um, the lady deep one, uh, says that we'll we'll talk again. Come to the um, come to the mansion, and we'll we'll chat by the by the jetty down by the dock. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh. She, uh, she nods and then starts turning back towards the well. Um, upstairs, uh, we'll have a little montage sequence. Uh, your your basic medical equipment um, is effectively a sewing kit um, designed to sew up furniture. So the needles are not exactly um, ideal. They're the curved needles, though, because that's what you use on upholstery. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah, just um, a little, a little thicker than you maybe would want. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> a little thicker I, than the other guy would want. <laughs> I uh, 
do my best to sterilize the thread and uh, the needle and uh, um, give him something to bite on if he needs it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, he um, he winces a bit as you um, effectively are sewing up a cut that's a good almost um, a foot and a half long. And uh, uh, some alcohol. Uh, I, I, I give him the address of my uh, uh, place uh, if, uh, if he needs more medical assistance. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, you know, is there any reason why you can't go to regular hospital? Um, he says, I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a wander down there. It's just this, uh, so make sure that I'm not uh, bleeding all the way. Right. If, if they give you any trouble, then come and see me tomorrow or tonight, whatever. It's late. It's late already. So it'd have to be tomorrow. Yep. He, uh, he nods in. Thanks. Um, Abdullah puts a hand on your shoulder then as you, um, as you're ready to, uh, wrap up mm -hmm. and says, uh, thank you for this. Uh, this means a lot to us. So you're, you're, you're welcome back here anytime you want to come. I need to make a luck roll. Mm -hmm. Okay, I passed. Mm -hmm. If I hadn't passed, I'd be like, I wonder if my friend Mordecai is done. <laughs> you know? <laughs> in, in the distraction, they haven't gone upstairs. <laughs> Um, so at, I guess I'm going to be distracted and I'm just going to leave, I, but, uh, I'm glowing. Say, so, so yeah, you're, you're enthralled right now, right? Yeah. Forget I'll about probably, Eamon. I'll probably think about you as I'm walking up to the apartment. I'll be like, oh shit. <laughs> I knew there was something I forgot. <laughs> I knew there was something. He knows how to get a cab though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He knows yeah. how to get home. <laughs> oh, speaking of a cab, that's heading back to the apartment. Um, Somerton and Postgate have um, a little bit left with um, with Vahidi before they turn up. So is there anything else you want to go over with her? Uh, Why me? <laughs> there you go. I could have chosen anyone. You were, when we, when we met, he was the one that, uh, when he, decided to find anyone that was awake and alone at that point, it was, you were the one that the face came up and it was just that you happened to be, you happened to be there and you happened to be awake on your own. I, it was just simply that it was you, that, that was it. There wasn't that we necessarily chose you. You were just the right, you were the person at the right time. So what's he intending to do next? Well, like I said, he's been trying to find where, uh, where the hell Axoy is and trying to get a message to him to, um, to come here and start, um, to try to take you out. And that's what the, his pet assassin does. He, he takes care of business, but he's still a, he's still a player in the underworld. He's, he might be, say, out doing a job at the moment. I just don't know. But so that if, if you can get the hell out of here, get, get to some other, some other place, some other, uh, maybe a hotel, maybe a, um, if the if the agency can put you up somewhere else, I I don't know how how this works for you guys. When we met before, you gave me something. Yes. If I were to use that something, where would I end up? 
Uh, she puts her hand slowly into a pocket and so with the other hand just gestures, don't worry, nothing bad, and pulls out another one. These are connected. I can come to you or you can come to me. That's why I asked you to keep it on you at all times, so that I could come to you rather than to where you would have left you. Yes. So the cloaking doesn't work. Well, with the, the cloaking with the... only affects when when someone is using time to 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 scry us. Other other means of divination aren't affected by it. Correct. It's it's a temporal cloak. So it prevents us from looking into the future to say, where would you be when you're most vulnerable? Where are you going to be at this time of day? Where are you going to be or when are you going to be at X, Y, and Z? If mm -hmm. I was to remotely scry you um, in the here and now, that's only space. So that's that takes out the temporal component. That would see you. But it would mean we still no need to know where, would be able to find where you are, but we'd be actively looking. That's not how Solomon operates. He is very much about looking to get the most opportune moment, the most um, the moment that is to his advantage, but that's always looking to the future. So when was he planning to uh, carry out his ritual before he found out that uh, there were other players? Well, he was planning to do it a year ago. Um, all he thought he had to do was wipe the board of the, um, the Brotherhood of the Skin, this... Uh, somewhat sadistic and foul group that were in town that he was he was planning to take them out his plan took a while to put it into fruition because there were quite a few of them but with the right timing he was able to have his um, was able to have um, Malik take them out in one night because they were all fairly close together apart from we, we suspect one got through the um, got through the net but we haven't been able to find him since um, every time, um, every time we look to see where this, uh, this individual is, uh, we just keep getting a different face. So we're not we're not sure what's happening. Maybe he's just bouncing the um, oh, the the read onto someone else. That somehow he's a bit like what the what you said the tesseract doing, whereas they're blanking themselves completely. We were thinking he was just diverting his his trace to another individual. Because as far as we can tell, it's just dropping on some information dealer, this uh, huge guy that uh, sits up at the Galata Tower most evenings. Well, what about the other players, like people like the, the Black Brotherhood and so forth? Aren't they in, in, um, interfering with his, uh, his plans? Well, we, we've had no contact with them. We, we know of them, but we've, we've never had any contact with them. If any, I wouldn't be surprised if... Uh, uh, if uh, uh, if Solomon tried to recruit them to get out, get rid of his problems, he's the kind of man that would. Hmm. And when I originally met him, I had no idea he was so uh, thoroughly amoral. Uh, he he ditched morals a long time ago. Maybe so. Speaking of loose morals, or at least no morals, at this point, a taxi draws up. Um, you can hear the uh, the opening and closing of doors down on the street as you're up on the roof. And then various people bundling outside and heading towards the apartment. I'll, um, I'll look over the side. 
Yeah, you, you, you recognise th- uh, you recognise one, two, three. You recognise three of the people getting out. But there's a lady with them in a long black coat that doesn't seem to be wearing much else. Ah, it, it appears we have um, company. Okay, she looks around. Uh, does that do you mean I should go or? That's entirely up to you. Oh, can I can I trust these people? I know obviously your she gestures towards your tie. I think I can trust you. And she turns to then Summerton that you seem you seem uh, amiable with this. But what about the others? Well, I I can assure you that we're all um, we're all on the same side. Okay. She she nods then. And I'll stay. I think we, uh, I think we should all have a chat. Um, at this point, then the rest of you, um, as you've come in, uh, I'll say uh, minus the uh, the doctor who's currently sewing up a very long cut. Um, the the three of you, um, the three of you find that there's no one else inside the apartments, or at least the the regular apartments and the communal area. So head up to the roof and find um, Postgate Summerton and Bahidi there. Um, I'll fill them in then, uh, on what happened with, um, Ekmechi at the university that he, he knows about the cloak and, uh, then summarize Bahidi's, uh, information or she could do that. Um, is this a rooftop conversation? Yeah, it is. Yes. I'll, I will see my date to my room before that happens <laughs> just so we're clear on information okay anyway sorry okay yep um, she goes down there um basically just curls up on the bed and just rocks back and forth for a bit good so she's safe anyway <laughs> <laughs> i'll also mention that um it appears that uh Ekmechi has a hitman a guy by the name of Aksoy. Mm-hmm. I look at Natalia. Yeah. Yeah. Like, He'll no longer be a problem. This is where you speak up. <laughs> He'll no longer be a problem. I assure you that. Well, that's good. Cool one-liners. Yeah. Uh, Vahidi looks a little concerned by that, raising an eyebrow and says, what do you mean he won't be a problem? I, I'll pull out his wallet and I'll place it on the... Uh, <laughs> on the table, or I'm imagining that the rooftop has like a sort of a circular sun oh, yeah. table, you know, like where people can hang out, and smoke, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll just toss it on a little table there. Like, yeah, we were uh, looking for some information earlier, and I'll hold up the uh, vanilla folder. And um, while we were um, talking to one of the officers down at the station, he uh, tried to take out the officer for whatever reason. Um, little gunfight. And uh, again, he's no longer an issue. And I'll look to Robert, thanks to, to Robert and his, uh, his, his sharp shooting. <laughs> <laughs> 
it was an easy target. Who knew you could uh, say you had a, a sharpshooter in your midst? <laughs> uh, in the interest of bringing everyone back together then, as you say, you're letting Vahidi uh, explain what's already, uh, she's gone over with you guys. Uh, that will cover the time difference needed to get Jacoby back. So at this point, you can, uh, you can arrive. So I go up the stairs and I figure, since I don't see anybody about, they're probably up on the roof. Yeah, you, you can hear conversation happening up there. So I... Well, he's muffled anyway, so the, the bugs won't pick it up, but you can just about hear someone's up there. I, I head up. I haven't changed, uh, but I uh, I go on up. So actually, nobody has seen me in this get up. I have a smell, too. Except for Eamon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You probably smell like booze and... Like, I smell like fish. Fish uh, and stuff. <laughs> uh, so I go upstairs and I just, I walk in while you guys are all in your middle of your conversation. Oh, I don't say anything. We are live. <laughs> Eamon. Oh, good. You made it out of there. You made it out of there. What the? F <laughs> he just I had a wonderful drag. time, didn't you? Yeah, right. Uh, we'll talk. He just takes a drag out of a cigarette and turns away. He brought his wonderful time at home with him, didn't you, Eamon? Really? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now this this is this is why I started doing desk work. It's always like this out in the field. Everything just goes rumbles along and rumbles along and then suddenly all at once it all goes to shit. The Bahidi nods at that. Yeah. If um Speaking of shit, if you've taken out Melik, he, Suleiman might resort to more drastic methods. I say oh. he doesn't have contact with the Black Brotherhood, but he has other things that he can call. And if he decides to set one of those things on you, then you're going to need to be prepared. Well, well it looks like I'll need to be prepared. We had no other choice. It was in self-defense. <laughs> hmm. All right. And on that ominous note, uh, we will leave it with all of you, apart from uh, Mr. Combs, who is still mysteriously gone. Um, we'll I, don't all... I don't trust that guy. I don't. <laughs> he's, always, he's always sneaking off. <laughs> he's sleeping with people. <laughs> Our players. Well, as, as long as he's not sleeping with the fishies. <laughs> Keep my private life out of this, okay? Um, our players included Jeff Wilkins, Bill Mize, Lucas Glasshauer, Mick Swan, Wayne Worthy, and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We really enjoy reading them. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to join journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.